You're currently listening to Sincerely Angie Podcast. I am your host, Angie. If you are new to this podcast, welcome. Over here is a big old pot of gumbo, and I'm from NOLA, so you know it's good. You're going to find a little bit of everything, and I'm sure that you'll find something that's beneficial to you. Visit SincerelyAngieM.com for updates and so much more. Stay tuned for this week's episode and enjoy. Are you an online shopper? Are you as frugal as I am? Do you enjoy free money? If you've answered yes to any of these questions, Ebates is for you. With over 2,500 stores to choose from, like Amazon, JCPenney, Walmart, and many more, it's frugal shopping made easy. Ebates finds coupon codes and cashback offers for you while you shop. When you sign up, you get $10 free after spending $25. You also get paid for referring a friend. You can choose payment options such as PayPal or getting a big fat check mailed to whatever address you would like. You can click the link in the episode notes to create an account using an email address and a password. For more info, you can always visit SincerelyAngieM.com under the promo tab. And you can thank me later. Happy shopping. Now on to the episode. Hey everybody, it's Angie. And today I have a guest. Her name is Therese Sherelle. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. I did get it right. Okay. She messaged me and she told me everything that she had going on and that she would love to be on a podcast. So I'm going to let her tell you all what she does. Just know that she is very talented. So, Miss Sherelle. <laughs> Hi, Angie. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Well, my name is Terry Sherelle. I am an author, speaker, life coach, relationship expert, mentor, leader, mother, employee, co-editor of QRTM, Queens Rising, the Movements magazine, and a few other things. Wow. <laughs> I only saw a few of those things, but I mean, you got it down packed. Let's start with the author. How did a book come about or what made you choose Live, Learn, Love with an Open Heart? Well, I've always loved to read, write, speak, and act, and I share a little bit of the story in the book. But last year, I became affiliated with the All Access Foundation. Mm -hmm. It's a nonprofit mentoring organization, and they mentor young women. And one of the initiatives of the program is becoming an author. Mm -hmm. So you can become an author, a first time homeowner. You can go back to school or start a business. Really? So being that I love to read and write um, back in the day, I just decided that, hey, I have a master's degree in business administration. So I wasn't really worrying about going back to school at that time. I was doing credit repair and credit restoration. Okay. So I'm like, you know what? I think I want to write the book. And at that time, I had a tentative chapter outline. Mm -hmm. I knew what I wanted to speak about. And it just brought me back to my childhood. When I was about eight or nine, I actually started writing would have been my first book. Really? Just talking about life, my experiences, growing up, different things. And when I sat down with Cece Harrison, she's the founder and CEO of the organization, Mm -hmm. She was surprised. I'm like, I want to write this book. She's like, let's do it. And then I'm like, okay, this is what I have. And usually you have an idea, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I knew what I want to talk about. Tentatively, Mm -hmm. I had the title. But what I want to share is this title, Live, Learn, Love, was inspired by India Iris, Volume 1, Testimony, Life, and Relationship. And we can talk about that because I actually had the chance to meet her. 
this year at her concert and I presented her with a copy of this book. Did you? Yes, I did. Oh, yes, how I was did. that? It was a highlight. It was one of those things. So she came down after Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. I heard about the concert. And I'm like, I have to go to this concert. I love India Irie. And I just wanted her to know what her music did for me. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure countless others. But it was more personal for me. So I found out. And I'm like, okay, I have to go. I'm going to give her a copy of this book. So I started putting it in an atmosphere. And initially, it looked like it wasn't going to happen. Um, the guy that I was dating, he was like, okay, I'm going to do what I can to make this happen. So we had the tickets, but it wasn't the VIP tickets for different reasons. Like the box office wasn't very responsive. And I'm like, okay, we're just going to put in the atmosphere. Right. So that morning, it was Thursday, May 16th. Oh, gosh. I put it on Facebook. I'm sending messages to her Facebook page, Instagram, and just putting it out there. People mm-hmm. were coming into agreement with me like, hey, you know, if you receive this message. And it was actually a message that he actually sent to her on Instagram. Really? That she responded to telling her how much it meant to me and how her book had inspired me and her music. And how he wanted to make that happen. So she actually responded. She DM'd him back. And was like, this is beautiful. You know, I'm okay, let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. So that night, we went to the concert at the Mahalia Jackson Center. I had a copy of the book and I was able to present it to her. And it it was just a moment like, it had to have been the highlight. You know, I've accomplished some things in my (laughs) lifetime. But that just putting it in the atmosphere mm-hmm. and saying, I want to do this and just letting her know. I mean, I would listen to that album just repeat days yeah. and days on end. And the music just, it just spoke to me, it just did something to me. Yes. And it evoked so many feelings in me, so many emotions. I was happy. I was sad. It made me want to live a simpler life. And it did, it just did some things to me. Yeah. As good music will do. Absolutely. And I just allowed it to speak to my soul. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, if I ever have that opportunity. And when you flip through the book, you'll actually see that I do acknowledge her. Oh, really? um, And the music. And I spoke about what it did. So I just wanted to go there. But But it was something that Um, I wanted to share. That album, actually, I listened to it front and back. For like an entire year, but it was not until I was going through something that I really paid attention to the lyrics, um, This Too Shall Pass, on that song. And I'm like, I've been listening to this, and I never paid it. And then it wasn't until I, I needed to hear those lyrics in that way that it moved me. And I'm like, This Too Shall Pass. Like, so I can yeah. only imagine. Oh, that is such a blessing. Like, I caught chills as you were saying it. That is a blessing. <laughs> so I also noticed on your Instagram that every time you take a picture, you have a different pair of glasses on. Is that purposely done? Well, yes and no. My nickname is Hollywood. And okay. actually, I have a story behind it <laughs> that I share. Of course, there's always a story mm-hmm. behind it. But Hollywood was a nickname given to me by my stepfather. Okay. I always love to wear different shades, as you notice, different styles. And it just became a part of my personality. Mm -hmm. So everywhere I went, matching outfits from morning to night in college. I mean, from the time I woke up to the time I went to sleep at night, I had shades on. And it was so funny because usually you see people, you think, okay, shades in the daytime. Mm -hmm. Um, They take them off. It's nighttime. I'm (laughs) at church. I'm everywhere. And it was 
It was just a part of my personality. Yeah. And he was like, girl, you always wearing those shades. Look like you should be in Hollywood somewhere. And that's how the nickname stuck. And, and since wow. then, I've been Hollywood. So I actually shared that in a book. And it's funny. My bishop, I attend the City of Love. Okay. Bishop Lester Love. And yeah. everybody at church calls me Hollywood. Really? So when I was getting ready to do this book, he was like, Hollywood. You know, you want people to see you differently because usually when you see a person with shades wearing them that much as I was, Mm -hmm. you know, you tend to think they're trying to hide something. What's really going on behind those shades? Mm -hmm. Does she have a black eye? Is she drunk? Is she high? (laughs) What's really going on if they didn't really know me? But, you know, it was just like I said, a part of my personality. So once they began to know me, they was like, that's just her. But Mm -hmm. now you're moving to another level. Yeah. You're writing this book, so you need to portray a different image. Yeah. So thus Terry Sherrell um came. Sherrell is actually my middle name. Okay. So I'm like, you know what? I love my name. And he asked me, he was like, Hollywood, what's your middle name? And I said Sherrell. And he was like, I like that. Terry Sherrell. That has a nice ring to it. Mm-hmm, it does. So he was like, Well, drop your last name. Sherrell will become, you know, your last name. You'll use right. that as your last name. So when I was writing a book, I'm like, you know what? I really like the sound of it. Like, I don't think I really like my name that much. Like, I love it. But, yeah. but when you hear it, like, it really does have a nice ring to it. It does. It really does. I thought Thank it you. was your last name. And then I saw how it flowed. I said, maybe that's her middle name. And she just dropped the last name. It is. But it's a great, um, what are they called? Like, when you, I guess you're, I forgot what they call it. I know what it. you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's a great name. Thank you. So I, I jumped from the book to the glasses. Okay. But besides it, India being like the inspiration and, and that CD being the inspiration around this book, with being a relationship expert and a motivational speaker, how did you narrow it down, though, solely to live, learn, love? Like how did out of everything that you know and do, how did you decide that this will be the very first book? Well, after I became affiliated with the organization and I thought about what I wanted to and and the music, I thought about relationships and I thought about how important they are. And most times we don't really acknowledge them. So what I wanted readers and people to do was acknowledge and appreciate the variety of relationships in our lives. So in the book, I address faith, family, finances, friends, the relationship with yourself, your partner, spouse and your children. And relationships are so multifaceted. So usually when you hear somebody in a relationship, you think boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, spouse. Yeah. But when I broke it down, it's like we're all in relationships, you know, different types types. of relationships. Mm -hmm. So while all relationships are not created equally, each one has the power to teach us about life, ourselves and how to deal with others. Yes. And on the flip side of that. All relationships are lessons and blessings, even the ones that don't always work out. So Mm -hmm. just getting people to really understand that, you know what, I was in this relationship, you know, it was good at that time or it wasn't good. Just learning to learn the lessons. They're all lessons and blessings. So when I thought about my current stage or place in life, I thought about the things that we pretty much all try to do. Mm -hmm. And I thought about living, learning and loving. And pretty much if you can try to master those or at least be the best in those areas, you pretty mm-hmm. much have this life figured out. That's true. So with that, I broke it down. So the book, the book is broken down into three sections, living a life, learning a lessons and loving a legacy. So pretty much that all, that <laughs> all boils it down for me. Like <laughs> if you good. can do those things. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do something, you know, they are good. So live, learn, love. Yeah. That's and, good. But you notice it's with an open heart. Yes. You have to have that open heart. That's the only way to give and receive 
the pure unconditional love of God. Yeah. I mean, if your heart is not open, you trying you to love me, mm-hmm. I'm not going to receive the yes, love. At all. I'm not going to love you back. So that's the most important thing. I'm like, live, learn, love. That's perfect. But your heart has to be open. It has to be. And while we're having an open heart, you're learning a lesson. Yeah. Of successful, healthy relationships. Because you want them all to be that. You know, yeah. they're going to be different because they're not all created equally. But in the book, I address the basic component mm-hmm. or elements of what I believe constitute a healthy, successful relationship. When people hear that you are an author and a relationship expert, what's the first question you get? Because I already, as you were saying it, I'm like, I know what I want to ask her. I already know because I need help with this. Do you have a, one question that they always ask? Not really yet. Like, I guess the first thing that they would think about, okay, I'll be wrote a book. Okay, why? Why on relationship? And mm-hmm. then the next one probably will be, are you in a relationship? <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's like, okay, you wrote this book, but are you? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm in several, right. you know, but you actually have to think about it. And it actually came from a point in time when I wasn't, but mm-hmm. I thought about the things that I wanted in a relationship, yeah. the things that I previously had or did not have. So it's basically, you know, they're all different. So it's just pretty much figuring out what you want, mm-hmm. what you do want and what you don't want. And one other thing I like to share about that is, so the book was, um, is dedicated to my grandmother, Maggie. She was a very big influence in my life. Okay. And she, she taught me how to live. She taught me how to learn, but she always loved me. That's you know, true. no matter what you can feel, especially from those grandparents mm-hmm. and parents too, but grandparents have a different kind of love. Yes. So, you know, my experience with her was, you know, the door was always open. Her arms were always open. She always had a smile, word of encouragement. So I just wanted to use those lessons that I learned as a child and share them and help other people. You know, mm-hmm. we all come from different backgrounds. So even those who may not have had that, they can still appreciate that someone else had it and make sure they give it to their kids. And that's how I am. I did not have a close relationship with my grandmother, but I've seen other people's relationship with their grandmother. And I'm like, I know how it should be or how, you know, and although I didn't experience it, I know that when it's time for me to be that person, I know, you know, I'll be that person. And my nieces, um, I didn't hear I love you a lot when I was growing up, but I make sure that I tell my nieces every time I talk to them, every time I see them. So it does help when you see something and then you apply that to your life or to the life of someone else's. So I I just didn't want my nieces to come up being how I was where they didn't get that, you know, and I I know that it's important. I know that it will shape who you are, who you become and all that hearing that and, you know, so, yeah. So... I guess my question about relationships, I've been single for a very long time. Okay. I like to say that I am not going to settle, but I've had people say that my expectations and my standards are too high. So I know that there's a point that it could be me being too me. And when I say that, when I I know that I can be extra, Yes. you know, but uh, it also has to, has to do with, I think (laughs) it has to do with what my expectations are and when people don't meet that then that's when I'm just kind of like well I'll just be here and wait I'll wait expectations and standards do you think that that should be compromised on when it's been so long because obviously you may be the problem does that make sense it does and what I'm going to say is I'm going to refer you to chapter eight of my book (laughs) true to me staying true to you okay and I don't think I do believe in compromise but I don't believe in compromising your values yeah I don't believe in compromising. You know, your beliefs, some things to me are non-negotiable. You know, we're not going to compromise. But I do believe, and now and from my previous situations, really not to have any expectations. Because when you have expectations and people don't meet them, 
you feel let down, you feel yeah. disappointed, and then it kind of gets you thinking, you know, is it me, is it them? Not that you shouldn't have any at all, but I think try to keep them at a, I guess, at a level where, okay, if it, if it happens, cool, if it doesn't. And it's not that you have a negative, you know, idea. Um, we always want to hope for the best. Yeah. But you do want to be open. Well, I want this to happen, but if it doesn't, then I'm still okay with this. So I do agree. Never settle. Yeah. Never settle. And the problem that we make as women is that we settle. And what I've come to learn is a relationship is really about two imperfect people trying to make a perfect situation. Yeah. I mean, no one is perfect. Right. And of course, you know, we believe in a fairy tale. And at one time I did believe in the perfect relationship. You see other people looking so happy, but you have to be aware of that now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But on the flip side is it's what's perfect for me may not be perfect for you or mm-hmm. what works for me with may not work for you. So it's just knowing what you do and don't want and communicating that with your partner, making yeah. sure you're on the same page about, you know, the things that you do want don't want and what's important yeah but I I would say you know don't settle but you know sometimes we have to look at okay you know what is it that I really want and what is it that the other persons want and you know you have to kind of reach the middle ground Mm -hmm. you know it has to be a balance so then it's not all me 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 or you 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 it's about us but you definitely don't want to lose yourself and I speak about that you want to stay true to you so if this is something we're not going to waste time. Look, this is what I do or don't want or won't even compromise. So it's very important to have those standards, mm-hmm. but just with the expectations, be mindful because they may have expectations of their own. Yeah. And if you're not on the same page with the expectations, when, you know, he does something you do not like or yeah. says something you don't like and some expectations we kind of put on people, they don't even know. So if you have expectations, Make sure you communicate them because communication is key. Communication is key. <laughs> I saw that in um, here. Communication is key. So, you know, you just want to make sure, you know, that the lines of communication are open and that they're understood because, yeah. you know, we can miscommunicate, we can misinterpret. So we communicate, but are you really getting what I'm saying? Is yeah. it effective? Yeah. Because I can say one thing and you can take it totally a different way. So you have to be careful with that also. <laughs> that is a struggle for me right now. Now, I have not been in a committed relationship, okay. but you know how you have those relationships that yes. you're single, but you're not really single. Yeah, you know, so, and, official, and, unofficial yeah, is what I call them. We together, but oh, we not, not. But <laughs> we still doing our thing, but it's official, unofficial. Yes. And the communication thing and, and misconception and I want you to read my mind because I didn't speak this correctly. And I'm saying something clearly. I think it's clearly, but the way you're receiving it is not what it is. And it's like, where do we meet in the middle way? Because it's just it's like we're running into a brick wall. Both of us at the same time is not going anywhere. And that's happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it hap- You know, it's it's something that's going to happen to everybody. So I think. When you think about, like I said, I speak about the elements, communication, of course, you think about respect, you think about loyalty, commitment, support, the things that really foster that. And like I said, try not to focus on other people's relationships so much, you know, and what we see and what we hear. This is going to be your thing. This Mm -hmm. is going to be your perfect thing. This is going to be the thing that that you want. So it's definitely going to take some work. It's going to take some effort, some commitment. I say relationships are like beautiful flowers. You know, you have to cultivate them with time, with affection. You know, you have to nurture them and water them. Just think about all the things that, you know, you need, that your plant needs. That's pretty much the same thing your relationship needs. And 
it's not always going to be 50-50. They say 50-50 love equal. It's not no. always going to be that way, just to be honest. Yeah. You know, one person is going to be doing more, mm-hmm. putting a little more effort, you know, putting a little bit more work into it. But I think pretty much in my opinion, what I've learned is men and women want the same thing. They you do. know, they have a different way because they're told not to be sensitive and emotional. But basically, in my opinion, it all boils down to we want affection. We want to be acknowledged. We want to be appreciated. And then we want an apology every now and then. I mean, you know, it takes a bigger person and pretty much, you know, I think that's, I mean, that's not all, but pretty much, you know, if we're going to do the ABCs, those will be the A's because we want the same thing. We just go about it in different ways and they don't really know how to communicate it to us. Because of the way society has them. Yes. You know, I'm not sensitive. You know, I'm not emotional. <laughs> but they really are. Yeah. Like, they really have the same feeling. Some of them. Not all. Yeah, yeah But definitely. pretty much, I'm like, we want the same thing, more or less. But it's just learning to be able to communicate that effectively. Mm-hmm. And acknowledge their feelings. Okay. You know, it's not always going to be, you know, what I say I want to do. And I, and I struggle with that, too. Because sometimes you get in a relationship and you kind of lose yourself. Yes. Or the other person makes it all about you, which is good, but you want it to be about us. us. About, you know, yeah, I'm doing my thing, you're doing your thing, let's do our thing. Yes. So, you know, when, sometimes when one person is doing a little more, you never want to downgrade or yeah. downplay the downplay other person. With it. So that comes with things, okay, you find women, you know, we're on a different level, not independent, we're breadwinners, so... The man might not be making as much as we're making. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, if he's trying, if he's doing something, he may not be at that level. But don't set up for no scrub. Yeah, absolutely. He has to be doing something yes. and want something. Yes. You know, has his own dreams mm-hmm. and, and goals and ideas, as well as supporting you with yours. And right. that's something that I've dealt with recently. But I'm just learning to be be true to yourself. Yeah. You know, you want that togetherness, but okay, this is what I have going on. This is what you have going on. Let's make it work. Right. That's good. I mean, that that's that's definitely key to being in a relationship and dealing with other people. And that's good for any relationship, not just male versus right, female. Right, of course. And um, because you mentioned the male and then society and how it's been and culturally how men, men have been told not to be sensitive and everything, have you heard the whole Fantasia situation that she's been talking about? No, catch me up. Well, Fantasia did an interview on The Breakfast Club, and she was saying how women needed to submit to their spouses or their husbands. And so, the, of course, you know, the world went crazy. <laughs> it's like, I'm not submitting to nobody. And it's, she's she's speaking from a, a standpoint of a man being the head. She said that the woman is the neck and the man is the head. Okay. And he can't go anywhere without you. He can't make any moves without you. I and so a lot of people were up in arms because they're like, I'm not submitting to a man who can't do this. And I think her point was you're submitting to your husband, not just somebody who, like you said, if you don't have that ambition, if you don't have any type of goals or you don't want anything for yourself and you only about me, no, we, it has to be much bigger than that. You know? So I agree with her to the point of, you know, a man being the head right. of the household and stuff like that. And it's not in a submissive way, meaning He's going to tell, tell you, you what, what to, to do. do. Right. It's just that what the leadership role, you know, is, okay, he makes most of the decisions or some of the decisions for certain things. I make some decisions or certain. It's not, it's it's ending up being both of us doing right. things together, but there's like a, a hierarchy as where, as far as who does what, you know. And I think the man, because men are built differently, that's why they say man is the head and the woman. But it's not in a submissive, uh, submissive standpoint, like the woman is just, 
he tells her what to do. It's not like that. No, it isn't. So do you agree, of course, that the man is ahead? Being a woman of the cloth, not the cloth, let me not say a woman of the cloth, but a woman with a relationship with God, um, do you believe in the that traditional man being ahead, woman following behind God, man, and then woman? Do you believe that? I do, but with that for me, and I believe it was designed like that because it was designed, you know, I am um, Christian after the church. Mm-hmm. It's Christ's behavior. Yeah. So in that sense, you know, the man is the head. It's, he's after, after Christ's Christ. own heart. Yes. And then and then the woman. But I, I do agree with you. I believe they think submission, you do what I say. But no, it's actually you're really submitting to each other, yeah. but on a different level. So. The thing with that is you have to make sure that you're submitting to the right person, your yeah. husband, and that he's after, after God's own heart. Now, mm-hmm. if he's on a whole nother level, then no, no you may not want right. to. But <laughs> if he's right, you know, and right with Christ and mm-hmm. trying to do the right thing, then yes, I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, I noticed that you brought that up. It's funny. A coworker of mine had a wedding last Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I noticed and some other people noticed when they got to the cherish, honor, obey part. Of the vows, they didn't say that part. Really? They didn't say obey for the woman. Mm-hmm. And, you really? know, people were like, they didn't they didn't say obey. Like, I don't know if it's something that they've taken out of all vows or mm-hmm. did they ask because she was like, he asked her, the pastor that married them, if she was okay with it. And I believe if you aren't during the counseling, um, if you're not okay with it, mm-hmm. then either they won't marry you yeah. or they won't put that part in, in it. There, yeah. So I think it's just a personal thing, but I didn't really know that it was that serious I because didn't when you really come together, you are submitting yes. under God, under God, under yes. God. But the man is the head, but that's definitely you got to make sure you got a head that's not gonna uh, get knocked off. Yes, you want a, a righteous head. So and that's what uh, her I husband. I do agree. Her husband came back and did a video and was like, okay. whoa, let, y'all miss y'all taking her words and y'all turn them around. Great. And he was like, I'm at the foot of God. He was like, I'm, I'm getting my relationship with him right every day so that she can trust that she can follow me because I'm going through him first. Right. And I'm like, that's what that's I'm talking what it about. Is. You that's know, what it is. I, that's a knucklehead. That's just <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a man pounding his chest. No, no, no. There's 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 rules to this. Yes, and ma'am. I'm a woman of God. I believe in God. And I believe that you need to have a relationship with him. Right. And, you know, then I can trust you and say, OK, you you're after God's own heart. Right. And then I can trust you to say, OK, well, this this is going to be a man that can lead me right. because that I know he's going to go to God before he goes to anybody else. You know, right. so. Right. That's a good thing. Um, that That's interesting about that wedding, though. That's definitely interesting. That's crazy. I, I, I mean, I don't I don't I, mm. I, 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 I don't I can't say that I would have. No, I can't even say that I've noticed that in. In weddings that I've been to, that they now that you go, the next one you go, make sure you pay attention. It was just last week, so you know it was fresh and (laughs) and we spoke about it. But when you go, make just listen to what the vows are for the woman. I will. And if it's the same words, because I thought the man, you know, goes first. Yeah. It says exactly the same thing. It was actually I was listening, but it was brought to my attention by Corker. Like Mm -hmm. they didn't say obey. She don't have to obey. You know, making a joke, but I'm like, you know what? I don't know about that part. So let me let me let me tune in. <laughs> right. But it's just funny how, you know, we asked mm-hmm. about it at work when she came back and she was like, you know, he asked us. You know, I didn't have a problem with it, but a previous couple, you know, that he did the counseling with, the woman was like, I'm not submitting, I'm not obeying. And he, he didn't marry them. What? Someone else. Did. Yeah, that was cr- that's so crazy. It's 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 really a thing. But like you said, if you really at that point mm-hmm. and at that point you should know. Yeah. You definitely want to make sure you're connected to the right person. Absolutely. And in the book, and I guess we'll speak, I just speak about so much, but 
I speak about the power of connection, mm -hmm. being connected to the right person at the right time yeah. in the right season, because, you know, it, it's all relative. We can connect at the wrong time and it's not going to happen. Yeah. And then relationships, you could be the person for me, but the time is not right. Yeah. I'm not ready. You're not ready. It's not going to work. Mm -hmm. We can connect at another time when it's right for both of us. Right. But then it leads me to, is there ever a right time? Yeah. Because I speak about time in the book too. And time is one of those things. I have a fascination with it mm -hmm. because, you know, you hear the cliches, this two shall pass um, in time, you yeah. know, time heals all wounds. Yeah. And then you're like time, time, time. And one day it hit me like, what is time? Yeah. Time is a unit of measure. And it was scary to me because I realized I may not have much time as I think I do. Yeah. So what am I going to do with the time that, that I do have, have yeah. that I do have? I'm time. It's not time for you, baby, five, ten years from now. And I may not be here five, ten years. So when I thought about time in that respect, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to appreciate time. I'm going to value time. I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. And my bishop, three things he said. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. Don't waste your life. Yeah. Those are three things you can't get back. Yeah. Once it's gone, you cannot. it's gone. Yeah. So, you know, that had me being more mindful of the things that I was using my time for. Mm -hmm. And... I thought about, you know, we're always busy and doing things and, you know, me doing so much and, you know, yeah. being a parent and active in church and different activities. And I'm like, hold up now. Am I being busy or am I being productive? Right. Busy people stay broke. Yes. Productive people make profit. Oh, absolutely. So wh what are yes. we going to be? What are we going to be? So, I think, right. so you I know, like when that. you just think about that, yeah, I'm time, time. And I'm like, hold up. Some of these things I'm, I'm using, you know, using my time for. Isn't really getting me anywhere. Yeah. You know, what am I getting out of it? And mm -hmm. not that, well, you should get something out of it, but it's not all about that, yeah. you know, and especially in relationships, it's not always about what you can get, yeah. but what you can give also. But yeah. definitely when we're so busy and going about time, 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 and it's not like, what am, what am I getting from these organizations? Mm -hmm. It's taking time away from my daughter. It's taking time away from, you know, me developing a more deeper relationship with God is just taking time away mm -hmm. from other things that I really could be being more productive yeah. and doing. So that's something that, that I really like to think about and get people to, you know, understand. Yeah. Like it definitely puts something on your mind because I, I think about it and I know that, um, a job that I was at years ago, I used to work all the time. And when I stopped working there, I gained better relationships with all of my family and friends and everything. And then now I'm at another point where, but I'm striving for something else. So okay. right now I'm currently working a whole lot, but I do know that, you know, it's like you working all of this for what? I know I have a goal, but it's like, okay, you still have to take care of yourself. You still have to be healthy and live. And right. so, I mean, cause you can work all these hours, but then if you work yourself, you You're know, sick. right. So you speak so well Thank you. and you got this book down to a T it's yours. You should know, but you flip flop to the pages. Like it, you need to check out this chapter right here. <laughs> Motivational speaking. How did that come about? You speak very well. Thank so you. have you always been very outspoken or very star in the class? Like, have you always been that person that did not mind getting up speaking in front of people? Yes. I have always been that person. As a little girl, I was always on program, Easter, Christmas, youth, mm -hmm. um, you know, Sunday school. I've always kind of been a spokesperson of different things, church, because I pretty much was the one that wasn't afraid to speak in front of yeah. um, crowds. And 
I do thank you. You know, have a nice little <laughs> voice there. So I've always, I've always spoken at school, at church, at plays. I've been in plays mm-hmm. and different things. So yes, I've always been kind of outspoken in that sense. And just, okay, there's a program at church, whether I volunteered or whether they asked my parents or we have this at church, do you want to speak? Yeah. So that I have always had. Um, and the speaking just kind of came up from, from doing that. So Definitely when you have something to share and speak about. So I'm still kind of building that, but it's going pretty well. So with the book, I've had different events, mm-hmm. libraries, coffee shops, just trying to really push the book. But I do, you know, incorporate speaking as well. And I have some mm-hmm. upcoming events I want to share with you all a little later. That'll be next month, but I'll be speaking. Okay. I'll be hosting. I'll be doing different <laughs> little things. So it's okay. all getting it out there. Um, it's yeah. practice, mm-hmm. but I do like to speak. So doing different things at church. I'm also in the MIT program, minister and training. Okay. So just really, thank you. Just really speaking and having something to speak about. Yeah. Anybody can speak. Yeah, but but what are you from? right? What what are you speaking about? How mm-hmm. is it going to you know, positively influence or impact the lives of others? And are you able, you know, to back that up? We all have experiences. We all have a story to tell, which is why I actually wanted to do this book because relationships is something that we all deal with. You know, it's something that's always going to be there. Mm -hmm. And one that I speak about, um, I'm assuming you were going to ask me later (laughs) that I get finances because people don't really see that as a relationship. And when I'm like, finances, like you want a relationship and I'm think about it. Yes. You know, you're trying to get to the money. It's trying to get away from you. So it's good to have a understanding mm-hmm. of the relationship with money, because if you don't, yeah. you won't never have it or Absolutely. have enough. So it's just being a good sort of what God has given us, mm-hmm. you know, just learning how to manage what we have yes. so that when he blesses us with more and the we overflow, can... we'll be able to manage it properly. Yes. So that's something I had to learn the hard way because mm-hmm. I've had some, you know, I've had to learn the hard way yes. <laughs> as we all do growing yes. up, especially if we weren't really taught that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had an allowance. I knew to save money, but I want to spend it. Yeah. So, hey, I got money. Well, what I'm going to do with it? I have this money. So definitely growing up, if you're not taught those things, we're just looking at the way other civilizations and other cultures, they value money. Mm-hmm. You know, we get money. We want to look good. We're going to get our hair fixed. Our nails yes. done, but mm-hmm. just thinking about saving, yes. investing, tithing, yes. just just being a good steward of the resources because he will send them to you. Mm-hmm. But what are you gonna do with them? Yeah. So just learning that, and my daughter, baby, you give her that dollar, that dollar is going in her bank. That's good. But see, when you bring her to the store, she not gonna have that, that <laughs> money, that that purse, that money. She, she gonna want to spend all your, your money. money. Yes. Where your money at home? <laughs> you know my money at home in the bank. Yes. My baby, you got to. <laughs> I want you to save, but you saving and she saving and so spending money. So she definitely has the idea because she she doesn't really want to spend her money. That's good. She wants money, but <laughs> now if she really really wants something and you say no, then she'll, she'll bring her money. But if you, good. oh mommy, can I get this? Where's your money? I left it at home. <laughs> so I'm gonna start doing it. I was uh-huh. leaving mine at home too. Right, make her pay for it. <laughs> But that's good, though, because I tell my friends, um, I tell them a lot. They'll say something. And I say, well, if you don't have a good relationship with money, then you can't expect what you're going to receive to be taken. <laughs> like um, one girl asked me, she said, should I file for bankruptcy? I said, if you file for bankruptcy and you haven't figured out your relationship with money, why it's bad. I said, you're going to get back in the same situation that you were in. Right. I said, you have to get a better relationship with money. You have to learn the importance of paying bills on time and. Oh, well, I can just pay the little $35 late fee. No. No, ma'am. No. 
so it uh, that is a great thing. I I never would have considered that putting re- financial relationships in a book with love relationships and family. I would have never thought that. That's why you are doing what you're doing because you. you had you. <laughs> this, this she Stop the one, it. y'all. She the one. I'm telling you, I am blown away. Like this is amazing, though. But that's Thank great. So I think much. that overall, this book is definitely necessary for people to get in get into it and actually get something out of it yes. so i think that it's perfect and i congratulate you thank for you. coming thank out you. with this book and blessing the world with it and how long has this book been out just recently or yeah it was released december 16th 2018 okay. so it hasn't been a, a year, year. No, it yeah. has not been a year one year anniversary coming up y'all. yes that's going to be great i'm working on some other projects um, it's currently self-published, mm-hmm. and I've sold over 600 copies. That's for the mouth, speaking, events, releases. Um, and I'm on the fourth order, so you can get your book. You can check me out, TerriSherelle.com, Facebook, TerriSherelle, Instagram, I am TerriSherelle. You're going to see a nice picture of me in this red dress yes. with an open heart because that's <laughs> the only way we can give and receive the pure, unconditional love of God. She is together. Y'all better get into <laughs> this. I mean, she, her name is not Hollywood for any other reason, but because that's exactly who she is. Thank so you, do you, you have a dream of being in Hollywood? Or, I mean, is is that your, with that being your nickname that your stepfather gave you, is that something you're like, yeah, I, I would love to be in the spotlight in that sense? Yes, I would. And actually, it's funny. I've been in a few local stage plays. Really? So I've done a little, a little acting and Hollywood, I would definitely love to go and maybe one day have my own little star on the <laughs> walk of fame. And it's funny because in there, in the book also, I speak about letting your light shine. Mm-hmm. And I think about, you know, my nickname Hollywood and I think about I'm a star and that's what we do. Yeah. You know, not in a conceited no. way, but stars were made to shine, mm-hmm. to shine bright and, you know, to let other stars shine as well so I just think about that and it's different ways to let your light shine yeah but just helping others figure out their purpose their passion just letting them see God's light reflecting in me mm-hmm. and transforming yes. me and just you know being that beacon of light and hope to others because sometimes we can lose our way mm-hmm. and we don't really know what our purpose is and yeah. initially when I start the book in chapter one faith is I speak about that how it came to be my purpose because as I stated I've always loved to read, write, speak in that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think I was going to be an author one day. Yeah. I wanted to be a lawyer. <laughs> I wanted to be the first black female president of the United <laughs> States. And I told that to my pastor when I was about 10 years old. Really? So I definitely was. And he was, I you... signed his Bible and everything. And he was like, all right, I might be an old man pushing me in a wheelchair, <laughs> but I'm going to come to the poll and get my vote in. So I've always had big dreams. And it's funny how... Life is a journey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes we have an idea of where we're going, but sometimes we don't. So we have these detours, these roadblocks, these stumbling areas. But in a journey is is also a circle. Yeah. And in the book, I reference The Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. And I speak about how Dorothy started out on her journey. She started running away from home. You know, she wasn't feeling in love. They were treating her like a baby. And I thought about her journey. I thought about the characters that she met, which yeah. represent the people, mm-hmm. the scarecrow, the tin man, the cowardly lion. And with that part, I spoke about the power of connections because we're all connected and we're all trying to get somewhere. Yeah. And more often than not, Bishop teaches us that 
the way that you're going to get your blessing or your breakthrough through the hands of another person. Yes. So they were all in need of something, but you notice none of them could get what they needed without being connected to the other. Yeah. So as they each journeyed along and they journeyed together, they each got what they needed in the end. Yeah. And what's so important about that is she went back to the very place she was trying to get away from. Yeah. And I just think about how our lives are so symbolic of that. We're all trying to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, hey, so it took me back to the, I didn't think I was going to be an author when I was eight or nine years old, writing about my life and experiences. And I do poetry as well. I have a piece in there. <laughs> um, I I say I do it like I used to write it. Mm-hmm. But of course, life happens. You know, yeah. I grew up, got a little older. Other things replaced that time, but then yeah. I'm back at it. Yeah. So it brought me back to where I was meant to be at this time. Full this circle. book could have been yeah. written another time or a later time. But now was the time. So it's just learning to take advantage of the opportunities yeah. and realizing the power of connections and networking. That's good. And, and supporting and, and reaching out. Look look a- how I reached out to you. Absolutely. And so, this has been a blessing to my soul. Everything from the relationships to every part oh, of the book. You. All of this is blessing me. I'm telling you. And for my listeners, and I hope that everybody goes and click the links and subscribe. I'm not subscribe. I'm sorry. I hope that everybody goes and looks at the website and purchases the book and the book is available on the website or can it go through any other site or is just it? Yes. Like, it's on my website, terisharell.com, but they can um, Facebook, Instagram. Oh, yeah. um, I'm currently working on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. That's We're not there wondering. yet, okay. but that's, that's my next order and work, but definitely Facebook, Instagram, you'll see me, Terisharell. I am Terisharell. And my website. Man, that's amazing. Anything else that you want? Oh, you are doing some events coming up. Where, yes. where are those? Well, I am the co-editor of QRTM, Queens Rising, the Movement Magazine, which is a digital magazine. And we also have print copies. It educates, enhances, and empowers the lives of young girls and women. So we do have an event that is coming up next month, October 19th. It's a Saturday. It's a rooftop day party at the Nopsy. Okay. And it is a free event, but you have to RSVP on Eventbrite. I am um, one of the hostesses of that (laughs) event. That Sunday, we are having our Queen's Manifest 2020. And if you're able to make it, definitely come out. So we're going to have full refreshments. We're going to have vendors set up, but Mm -hmm. we're going to start working on our visions and goals for 2020. What is it that you're believing God for? What is it that you want to manifest for the new year? Let's start working on it and putting it into place. I'm also at the event October 12th, Adjust My Crown Women Empowerment Event. Okay. It's a free event, so come out. It's from 11.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. at Amaze Event Hall, 7300 Reed Boulevard, and we have different speakers, panelists. We'll be talking about healthy relationships, mm-hmm. toxic relationships, domestic violence, yeah. breast cancer awareness, just all things women. Positive, uplifting things that we need. We have some other women on the panel. Come out. It's free. Um, There'll be food, refreshments. So catch me around. I'll be in the streets of New Orleans. (laughs) Contact my social media. Yes, she is everywhere doing everything. And that is a great thing. I mean, we didn't even get into the toxic relationships because that (laughs) that is truly a thing. And I actually just told my friend recently, I said, and I said this before, but I don't think he really heard me. But I said, I know that I have toxic traits and he was a uh, toxic, ten- toxic tendencies. He was like, you would admit something like that. I can't believe that. And I'm like, we all do. We all do. That's right. I, I would be, it would be silly of me to think that I'm ex- uh, exempt from being toxic. No, I have toxic tendencies. We all do. I tend to sometimes 
um, shut down in an argument. Like I get to a point where it's like, I don't want to talk anymore. And I know that's bad because communication is key. I have to find a way to get what I'm saying out without getting frustrated and shutting down. I have to find a way to channel that, that, that spirit of wanting to just leave everything and say, F it. You know, I have to, it's not the best thing to do. No, it's not. But I, I like the fact that you acknowledge it. And most, most times the problem or issue we have is we don't acknowledge mm-hmm. we all have faults flaws and failures but you acknowledge that and you know that it's something that you need to work on yeah. so i commend you for that that's great if more people saw the faults and flaws in them as opposed to pointing out hey you 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 because yeah. it's, it's all relative it's all us and it's not us at the same time but just learning to acknowledge that and it's something that you know and mm-hmm. you're willing to work on it is a yeah. good thing because i pretty much have the same thing like you know this you know, shut down. Yeah. But you want to have a healthy boundary. First of all, you want to establish a boundary. Yeah. And you want to make sure you communicate because if the person violates the boundary and they don't know, you know, they didn't know that that was a boundary for you. So while I don't necessarily always agree or try to shut down, sometimes you have to take a step back. Yeah. You have to walk away like, you know what? It's getting too heated, too emotional. I don't want to say something I'm going to regret. Mm-hmm. Let's just come back and talk about it later. Yeah. So it's funny because the flip side of that is you want to talk about it now. Right get now. it out the way yes. and move on. <laughs> but then it's, I don't want to talk about it right yeah. now. And then you come back tomorrow like, nah, it's all yeah, it's over all again. Yeah, but I'm sometimes now, yeah. you do need to take a step back mm-hmm. and, you know, get a clear head, yeah. a good, nice rest, and just come back. And you may see it from a, a, a different, different perspective. perspective. Yeah. So, and I recently told him that I heard... um. Uh, a girl mentioned that she learned in therapy that when she and her significant other, they are arguing that you need to have like a chill word, a word that says, Hey, we're both going too far. Like we're saying things we should not be saying this, this argument is getting out of hand and they say a word and then it, it brings them both back. Like they both, you I know, like kind of like, I like it. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to try this. So we kind of created some <laughs> like words it. to use and we got to agree upon one word. That's going to be like, all right, let's just chill. You know, it's, Either I'm too emotional, too hurt right now, or you're saying too much that's hurting me. Whatever the case may be, but think of a word. And I, I thought, I'm like, I'm going to have to implement I'm that. I'm going to have to implement that too, girl. <laughs> I'm going to have to implement that too. That is crazy. Um, another, One last thing I wanted to say is because of the events that you're doing, the empowerment and women empowerment, do you find it hard when reaching out to women or even when meeting women for them to, uh, I guess, come together or support or you don't really get too much that? You know how it's like, a lot of women think you're in competition with one another and it's not really that. Do you get that a lot? Or well, yes and no. And sometimes I guess it just depends on the person and the event. Like the young lady that's organizing the event with the, um, the Just My Crown, we actually worked together years ago. So she actually, you know, saw me, reached out to me like, hey, you know, I have this event coming up. And I'm like, OK, you know, are you having speakers or, you know, what are you doing? Or trying to do it when she told me yes she was like okay would you speak so I'm like of course you know I love to it's networking yeah it's you know connecting so it's all those things and just getting you know everyone has a story and a mm-hmm. perspective so just hearing the stories of others and being able you know to share in that moment so I'm pretty sure you know there are some moments we laugh we cry um but it's all relative helping people who may not have that experience or that exposure giving them fresh perspective but I do have some that you know, sometimes do feel that competition. That's something that we really need to work on. Yeah. Because I'm like, the only person I'm in competition with is myself. Is myself. I'm trying yes. to be the best Teresha Rell, Hollywood. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying yes. to be the best version of myself. So 
I mean, you know, it's, it's just a shame that we always think of, you know, someone else. And I support other females with books mm-hmm. because their books are on different things. Yeah. So you got a book. Hey, how can I help you? Right. You have an event. How can I support? I'm going to try to incorporate me in there, too. Absolutely. But, you know, it's not overshadowing you yeah. or, you know, taking over. But, hey, you have a book. And I actually spoke to one today. We met at an event at Sweet Lorraine's. Mm-hmm. So on every Tuesday, they do Porsche night. Open yeah. mic. They Check it out if that. you haven't. They still I do did it. That. I, I didn't do it, but I went a well, long went, time ago. Long and actually, ago. I was there for another event. You know, I stayed over. I met the young lady. She had a book. She does poetry also. Mm-hmm. She had a book of poetry. She did a piece. I met her, told her about my book. She's like, you need to get on the stage. And just connecting, mm-hmm. power of connections. You know, she got me up there, pushed me. Um, I got on the stage, spoke about my book. So it's just being connected. You're going to find some that want to uplift and help. We're all in this yeah, together. You absolutely. know, her book is on that, mine is on this, but it's all relative. We were saying some of the same things. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be mindful. And yeah. I think if you have a spirit of discernment or it will come, you'll kind of figure it out hopefully sooner than later, yeah. you know, which people that you can actually trust because you really can't trust everybody. That's just the reality. I'm yeah. sorry. No, and when, you know, when you're putting things out and sharing things, you do have to be mindful of the people that you're sharing with. But I thank God that the people I feel that he's connected me with and allowed me to connect with in this yeah. season, we're really, you know, understanding. I spoke to another lady yesterday. She has a podcast also. Mm-hmm. And just hearing her speak and we were talking about the things she was doing. And I'm like, you know, that's great. Yeah. Um, she has a magazine she's working on. That's good. And she's like, you know, she's doing different things. I'm like, how can we collaborate? Yeah. You know, how can we work together and network and, and push us all out there? Because, this woman empowerment thing is really big. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. noticed, but I've never seen this many events. Mm, oh, no. Branding with bosses, you know, it's, women's empowerment, boss yeah. up. I'm like, they were there, but it just seemed like once you start doing things, mm-hmm. a whole lot is attracted because I didn't, I haven't met this many black women authors. Yeah. And then once I went to, I'm like, I didn't know this many black women wrote books, <laughs> you know, they right. did, but just, Hey, like, you know, just different things. And, it's all about sharing, you know, promoting, yeah. assisting. And I speak, I'm sorry, I speak about that in a book. I speak about support. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we think support is always financial. No. You know, if I can't support you financially, then I can't support you. And I really broke it down. Support is so much more than that yes, because you is. don't know where the person where the person is. Mm-hmm. You like my post. You share my post. You take this fly, what you go I know I met an author. That's support. That's mm-hmm. sharing. You, you know, come into the event, yeah. word of mouth. So as many other ways to support something without it being a financial, financial thing. And I think most people figure, you know, well, I can't buy it. I can't support it. But yeah. you can tell somebody, you can pass it out. You can pray for me. Mm-hmm. You can give me a word of encouragement. So just learning what is support. Yes. Is I appreciate any and all. You yeah. may never buy a book, but Absolutely. I'm here. You got the flyer. You're going to tell somebody. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Yes. I um I did a podcast episode on that recently as well. It's called Dear Support, and I uh po- put a post on Instagram. I said, "Shout, put your business name and all it. your information down below." And I shouted it out on the podcast. And I basically said, I had a friend one time. She said, "You don't support me like you support her, this other person." And I was like, "See, that's where we mess up at. The thief um comparison is the thief of joy, and it it's is. like I'm at every event you have." With her, she doesn't ask for much. She just asks for me to do this particular thing or that particular thing. And I could do that, but I'm at every event. I'm helping you. I'm doing this. You know, and it's like you should never compare the support because it's always going to be different. Somebody does not need that thing that you needed from that person. Right. And it's it's unfortunate. It happens. But 
support does not, like you said, it's not financial. And that's that's the main thing I said on the thing. I said, wait, <laughs> y'all, before y'all think I'm about to ask y'all for money. Right. No, it's not. And I'm like, like, share, purchase if you can. If right. not, just refer Tell them to right. a friend. Refer, you know, friend, word it's, of not, it's not that hard. Yes. Come right. help me clean Thank up the love. office. Yes. Set up for the event. <laughs> You yes. know, it, it, it's really simple. It's mm-hmm. really simple, and we make it so hard sometimes. Yes. And it's just as simple, like, share, you know, tag, mm-hmm. pray, pray mm-hmm. for me. Tell yep. somebody about me. I appreciate it Absolutely, all. yes. I know I said one last question. But oh, yes, now, when you mentioned going to Sweet Lorenzo, you got on stage. Do you get on stage if you do as Therese Sherelle, or do you do Hollywood? Is there, like, an alter ego type of thing, or? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hollywood is the alter ego. That's the more... Fun loving, free spirited. I'm always Hollywood. Yeah. And I'm always Teresha Rowley. It's just knowing when, when to, to be pull what. Out which so one, when yeah. I'm doing official author thing, I am Teresha Rowley. <laughs> now, people know me as Hollywood, but when I'm definitely speaking as an author and promoting and doing that, I am Teresha Rowley. Okay. But I have my shades on, but I take them off. You know, you got to know when when to be who. But I, I, And I speak about that too. It's, it's just knowing when. But. Yes, I'm always Hollywood. That is my personality. <laughs> that is wonderful. That is I love I it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Tell everybody one more time where they can find you. And I'll have your information linked below, but tell them one more time where they can find you. Well, you can check out my website. That's www.terisharelle.com. I'm on Facebook, Terisharelle, spelled the same way. Instagram, I am Terry Sherelle. She is the truth, y'all. Y'all gotta check her out. This she is the truth. I love it. Oh, thank you, thank you. Alrighty. PS, hey you guys, we got a few more things that we wanted to share with you all, and I'm still here with Terry Sherelle. Hi, I'm going to be at the well, formerly known as Basin Street Lounge, 1600 Basin Street on Thursday, October 17th, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. For relationship happy hour, you don't want to miss it. Let's get happy in our relationship. (laughs) I love it, y'all. I love it. (laughs) You've just heard an episode of Sincerely Angie, and hopefully this week's topic sparks a conversation in your life. Be sure to subscribe so that you'll be alerted when a new episode is available. As always, you can visit SincerelyAngieM.com for updates and much more content. Please rate where available, and thank you for listening.